Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. We are at the top of page 215. It's June 6th. Uh, let's get these th through these words. We got a, a lots of blocks of text to read. Uh, the first word is, oh, actually, it's the third form of chime. We had the other two in the other episode. Noun from the 15th century. One, an apparatus for chiming a bell or set of bells. 2A, a musically tuned set of bells. One, uh, 2B, one of a set of objects giving a bell-like sound when struck. 3A, the sound of a set of bells, and that is usually used in plural. 3B, a musical sound suggesting that of bells. 4, synonyms are accord and harmony, as in this quote, such happy chime of fact and theory. That's from Henry Maudsley, M-A-U-D-S-L-E-Y, Maudsley, Maudsley, sure. This is from, uh, it's a Middle English word, which means symbol, probably from Anglo-French, chim chime, from Latin symbolum, and that means symbol. Next is chime in, two words, verb from 1681, first is intransitive, one to combine harmoniously, as in, the artist's illustrations chime in perfectly with the text. That's a quote from something called Book Productions. Number two, to break into a conversation or discussion, especially to express an opinion. And now we have a transitive, to remark while chiming in. You know, I gotta, I gotta chime in here for a second. Uh, these definitions were really great. Thank you very much. And let's move on. Two, Chimera, C-H-I-M-E-R-A, noun from, where's the year? Is there a year? Is there a year? No, I don't think there is. That's weird. Um, okay, let's, let's get into them. 1A is capitalized. A fire-breathing she-monster in Greek mythology having a lion's head, a goat's body, and a serpent's tail. 1B. An imaginary monster compounded of incongruous parts. So it doesn't have to be specifically that one that I just read. This It's also just, it's just lots of, it's a monster with things from other things. Uh, number two, an illusion of fabrication of the mind. Sorry, an illusion or fabrication of the mind. Especially an unrealizable dream. As in, a fancy, a chimera in my brain troubles me in my prayer. That's a quote from John Don. Don is D-O-N-N-E. Three, an individual organ or part consisting of tissues of diverse genetic constitution. What would that be? I don't know, but it's a chimera. Uh, the, from Latin, chimera, from Greek, chimera, which means she-goat, or chimera, akin to the Old Norse gimber, which means yearling you, like E-W-E, the, the sheep, yearling ewe, from Greek, kaimon, which means winter, and there's more at the word hibernate. Well, that etymology took a turn. Next, we have uh, Shamir, Shamir, C-H-I-M-E-R-E, -E, noun from the 14th century, a loose sleeveless robe worn by Anglican bishops over the, the rochet, the rochet? I don't know what that word is. Next, we have chimeric. 
you could pronounce it a few different ways. Chimeric, chimeric, adjective from 1963, relating to, derived from, or being a genetic chimera or its genetic material, as in a chimeric cat. Now, would the the liger, would that be a chimera because it's from a lion and a tiger? Hmm, possibly. Next, we have chimerical, also just chimeric. Adjective from 1638. One, existing only as the product of unchecked imagination. And then also fantastically visionary or improbable. Two, given to fantastic schemes. And a synonym is the word imaginary. Chimerically is an adverb. Next is chimerism. Chimerism, 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 noun from 1961, the state of being a genetic chimera. Next is chimichanga. We got rid of the chimeras. We finished them up. Now we got chimichanga, noun from 1970, a tortilla wrapped around a filling as of meat and deep fried. You, you can't go wrong with a chimichanga. You just, it's a burrito, basically, that has been deep fried. Uh, this is a Mexican Spanish word, and it means trinket. I would not have called a chimichanga a trinket. They are large and heavy, and uh, the trinkets I think of are small and light. Chimichangas are not a trinket. Maybe that's part of the, the fun and funness of it. Uh, okay, moving on to chimney, noun from the 14th century. One is a dialect. Uh, you know, it's a it, in a dialect, it's in a region. They call a chimney. The synonyms are fireplace and hearth. They, like they just call it that, but that's not the chimney. That's why it's a dialect thing. Okay, number two, a vertical structure incorporated into a building and enclosing a flue or flues that carry off smoke especially the part of such a structure extending above a roof. Just yesterday, as I'm recording this, uh, we went to this place in Illinois called Starved Rock. We went to the lodge, and uh, they've got hiking and stuff, so that's why we we went there. Um, But in the lodge, they have this massive chimney. Um, I think it's a two-sided fireplace. So, you know, one part of the room gets a fireplace, the other part of the room gets a fireplace, but it's it's still it's not like it's not like one fireplace then that they both are near it's like 6 or 8 feet long there are literally two fireplaces with this one massive chimney and i think i think that i read a thing that said it's the largest chimney of its kind in in america or in the midwest or i don't know something i got a i got an okay picture of it so maybe i, I will post that it's this huge chimney inside anyway Moving on to where were we? Number three, the synonym is smokestack. Four, a tube usually of glass placed around a flame as of a lamp. Five, something resembling a chimney as 5A, a narrow cleft or passage in rock. Uh, 5B, a tall column of rock on the ocean floor that is formed by the precipitation, 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 yeah, precipitation of minerals that's, uh, of minerals from superheated water issues, issuing from a hydrothermal vent and rising through the column of rock. Wow, I should do a retake of that, shouldn't I? 
a tall column of rock on the ocean floor that is formed by the by the precipitation of minerals from superheated water issuing from a hydrothermal vent and rising through the column of rock. Chimney-like is an adjective. Where does chimney come from? It is from Anglo-French, chimene, from Lower Latin, caminata, from Latin, caminus, which means furnace or fireplace, from Greek, caminos, which is perhaps akin to the Greek, camara, which means vault. Okay, next we have chimney piece. One word, noun from 1664, an ornamental construction over and around a fireplace that includes the mantle. Next is chimney pot. Two words, noun from circa 1806, a usually earthenware pipe placed at the top of a chimney. And I think this will be our last word, chimney swift. Two words, noun from 1849, a small sooty gray swift with long narrow wings that often builds its nest inside an unused chimney, called also chimney swallow. Uh, I think it's funny that it's sooty gray. Well, maybe it's sooty gray because it's living inside a chimney where all the soot is. But in, in, in actuality, it's a bright yellow. No, I'm sure it is just sooty gray. It's probably for camouflage purposes, possibly. Uh, the scientific name for that is Kaitura pelagica. Pelagica. Okay, maybe I'll post a picture of this chimney swift. Those are those are fun little birds that fly very swiftly. So we had chime, chime in, chimera, shamir, chimeric, chimerical, chimerism, chimichanga, chimney, chimney piece, chimney pot, chimney sweep, and chimney swift. Well. I think I shall pick chimera as the word of the episode because there are so many ways that it can be used. So I just I just like the uh, the general idea of it. This thing that's made up of other things and stuff. Uh, okay. Chimera. I think a liger is a chimera. You take a lion and you take a tiger and you put them together and you get a liger. And it's a chimera. Also, I really just want to figure out how to say chimichanga backwards. Uh, let's see if I can do that quickly. Chimichanga. Angach imish. Chimichanga. Uh, okay, so let us talk about the holidays. And while I'm pulling that up, I can say, uh, hey, if you like this, I really, really, really would appreciate it if you reviewed this podcast, especially on Apple Podcasts. I say it all the time. Everybody says it all the time. But, you know, it it makes me feel better, and it also boosts me up in the charts and gets me more exposure so more people can uh, be uh, learning all the words. And, And it is very educational. I do think so. If you're a teacher, maybe you could play this in your class. That'd be fun. Uh, or if you know a teacher, maybe you can recommend to them that they play it in their classes. Uh, okay, what are the holidays for June 6th? Uh, we got, the, is the, the, the anniversary of the D-Day invasion. Yes, this is a big day. Uh, I think there's going to be other ones related to that, probably. It is also Engineers Day in Taiwan. It is Korea Children's Union Foundation Day. That's in North Korea. 
and in South Korea, it is Memorial Day. In the Danish-ruled Kalmar Union, it is National Day of Sweden. Uh, It marks the end of the Danish-ruled Kalmar Union. In the U.S., it is National Huntington's Disease Awareness Day. It is UN Russian Language Day. It is Queensland Day. What else is it? Uh, By the way, Queensland Day is in Australia. It is Sweden's National Day. It is in Belgium, birthday of King Albert II. In Switzerland, it is Father's Day. In Bolivia, it is World Teacher Day. Well, but is it just in Bolivia? Then it can't be World Teacher's Day. Oh, we got a lot of fun holidays. Some of them we already said. Russian Language Day, Queensland Day, D-Day. That's not a fun holiday, but it is a good thing to celebrate, I guess. Um, It is National Cancer Survivors Day. So if you know somebody who has survived cancer, why don't don't you give them a special shout-out today? I know somebody who is, at least I know, no, I probably know more than one, but one off the top of my head. It is National Eyewear Day. I've actually been thinking about getting new eyeglasses because, I don't know, I don't think these fit my face as well as they should, so uh, maybe I can get some new ones. It's National Gardening Exercise Day. Gardening exercise? Does that mean you have to exercise while you're gardening? Is gardening an exercise? I mean, it kind of is. What what exercises can you do while gardening? Uh, I don't know. It's also National Yo-Yo Day. Yo-yos. Oi, oi. Uh, yo-yos are great. Uh, I used to play with them a little bit when I was a kid. I think I could maybe sort of walk the dog. I could barely even get the thing to come back up into my hand in the first place. But when you see somebody who can do all those tricks, I mean, that takes a lot of practice. It's really impressive. I mean, there's the simple ones. There's like around the world and there's something with like a triangle in your hand. And But it takes a lot of effort and it's kind of fun. There's that great Simpsons episode where everybody had yo-yo fever. Uh, Okay, I'm going to end the episode there. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Uh, Goodbye.